Hello and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Jarrett Topel. Today, I want to talk to you about a major issue for investors that is actually a relatively recent problem and something all investors need to be aware of. This issue is what I call information overload. We live in an era of unparalleled technology and access to information. And in many areas of life, this has been a tremendous boon. However, I believe that when it comes to investing, for the average do-it-yourself investor, this instantaneous and constant barrage of information and access has actually been and continues to be highly detrimental to their financial well-being, not to mention their emotional well-being. I believe that in the world of investing, at least for the average do-it-yourself investor, more has become less. More technology and more information has led to less happiness and less returns for the investor. In my mind, one of the worst things that ever happened to the average investor was the advent of the constant and mostly negative news cycle, combined with instant online stock quotes and portfolio updates. This is a place where often ignorance, at least in the short term, truly is or was bliss. What we have to understand here is that when it comes to investing, people are often their own worst enemies. The current access we have to constant and nearly instantaneous information is compelling people to use quick, knee-jerk reactions to manage an aspect of their lives, investing, that should always and only be done slowly, methodically, and without emotion over years and years and really decades and decades. It wasn't always this way. It didn't used to be that everyone always knew exactly what the markets did today, or even last week or last month, or what the experts said was coming next. It used to be that this short-term information was really only reviewed and discussed and acted on by investment professionals, not lay people. But these days, everyone's acting like a day trader. How often do you overhear a conversation in the coffee shop about the markets or about an individual stock? All the time. It wasn't always this way. For instance, it used to be investors in a 401k or other work provided investment plan would get statements once a quarter at the most. There was no online site to check your positions and balance every three seconds. There was no email alerts letting you know how your stock performed on a daily or even hourly basis. And if the plan participant wanted to make a change to their investment portfolio, they'd have to put in the order a quarter or more before the change would actually happen. So guess what? Nobody ever changed much. Investors would pick an allocation and basically stick with it for years and years. And guess what? The average investor did much better than they do today. It turns out too much information is actually a bad thing because people don't process it and or act on it correctly. Now, with so much technology and such ease of access to information, people are doing much worse in their retirement plans. It's not that the stock market is performing any less well, it's simply that people are performing less well during the stock market. Now, people are checking their accounts multiple times a day. They're reading articles and blogs and blurbs and listening to podcasts throughout the day 
that try to explain what's going to happen with the markets and what some supposed guru, guru says is going to happen next. And people are reacting to this information on a day-by-day -day or even minute-by-minute -minute basis. And, of course, because they're humans using an irrational brain in a rational market, they're making bad decisions. They're buying when prices go up, selling when they go down, or trying to get in and out of the markets at the right time. This is like planting a garden and then checking the growth of your plants five times a day. Oh my god, it's been three hours and my rose bush hasn't grown at all. I better water it. Oops, guess I overwatered it. Now it's dead. You'd never do this in the garden. Don't do it in your portfolio. Portfolio growth takes time and patience, just like a garden. Another good example of how technology and human behavior are hindering our investment returns can be seen when we compare real estate returns to stock market returns. Almost everyone I talk with thinks the housing market has done significantly better than the stock market. And, in fact, it's very much the opposite. However, even though the housing market has not done nearly as well as the stock market over the long run, for most people, their house has been their best performing asset. Now, how is that possible? The stock market has outperformed the real estate market, yet most people's best returning asset has been their house? What gives? The answer here is really simple. Most people stay invested in their houses for 10, 20, or 30 plus years without making any knee-jerk moves along the way. In other words, they buy and hold, set it and forget it. If people were able to stay put in their stock portfolios for 10, 20, or 30 plus years, they'd have almost always done significantly better in the stock market, but very, people, very few people actually do. Because of the ease of access to their investment portfolios and the nonstop barrage of information we hear about the stock market, people are constantly buying when prices go up, selling when prices go down, or trying to get in and out of the stock market at the right time and it almost never works to their benefit in the long run. The great thing about your house or an investment property is that you don't get statements showing the value every month. You don't get an email blast every time your house goes up or down in value. And fortunately, you can't sell part of your house anytime you want for $9.99 a trade. This lack of information about house prices and lack of liquidity or the ability to sell quickly without a major price decrease forces investors to do the right thing, which is stay invested. The truth is, the value of your house is going up and down every day. You just don't see it. Here's a typical example that will help illustrate my point. I will have a friend or client say something to me like this. My parents bought a house in 1975 for $200,000. And can you believe it? It's now worth a million five hundred thousand. That's why I want to buy a house or an investment property. You can't do that in the stock market. Wow, sounds great, right? And it is, but not so great as you may think. $200,000 invested for 44 years and growing to a million five is approximately a 4.7% annualized rate of return. That's only a little more than inflation has averaged over the period and nowhere near as well as the stock market has performed. Even if you were in a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds and earned only 6% a year, that same 200000 would have grown to almost $2,600,000, over a million more than the house in my example. Or, if you really want to compare the stock market to the real estate market, and let's assume you earned 9% from your all-stock portfolio, 
that $200,000 would have grown to over $8,800,000, almost six times more than the house in my example. So, did your house or your parents' house really do so well? In comparison to the stock market, no, it absolutely did not. However, in comparison to your actual investment portfolio, perhaps it did do relatively well because you likely didn't stay invested in your investment portfolio without making emotional knee-jerk moves along the way for 44 years. So, while the real estate may very well be your or your parents' best performing asset, it has certainly not been the best performing asset class. As always, remember, it's time in the market, not timing the market that matters. I don't really care what you invest in. If you hold it for 30 plus years, you're likely to do very well. The problem with the stocks and bonds is that they're so liquid and so closely followed and so often discussed, it's almost impossible to do. Information overload is killing the average investor's returns. Hopefully, now that you know the truth, you'll be able to beat the odds.